Switch to Sprint and get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade in iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1, or come see us in our stores. Phone after $29.17 per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account. Unlimited basic after $731.21. Pay $35 per month per line with auto pay. Date 80 prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available. Ever excludes taxes, fees, and roaming speed. Maximums use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Welcome to the Lunacy Podcast. I'm Tony. I'm here with Dave and Dave. Dave Stevens, Dave Sterling. I'm Tony Pervenanzi. We're coming to you today from Omni Brewing in Maple Grove, uh, where we have just, well, we've been watching the United game, boys. Yes. Unfortunately, we wanted to do this podcast after the game was over, but they had a little lightning delay. Yeah. So we had to start a little early. We are now in the 66th minute. We're down 2-0 at this point. But pretty much the season's over anyways. And right. it, it is, is before you know this match ends, Columbus already knows that they're through the, they're to through the playoffs. Well. Exactly yeah, right. Thanks so, to the Montreal Impact loss. So it really mean, this second half doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean nothing. So. so And when you say little lightning delay, it actually ended up being over like an hour and fifteen minutes total. Yeah, yeah. It's significant. So and significant, a, huge lightning delay. A lightning delay in yeah. at the end of October too. I mean, come on. Uh, so again, we're at Omni Brewing, they've allowed us to come back. Um, in case you guys didn't know, Dave and I did our second podcast from here. How many months ago? Well, it was March. What? It was March. It was cold. We had some snow. Yep. And so they allowed us to come back again, and we thank them for that. Uh, Dave Stevens and I both have gotten a uh, flight, and uh, I have not yet. And you have certainly you got yours still, which is the sweetness, right? Um, but we got flights. I think you've got the soap, the hot full, uh, the hug. The hug is one of my favorites, so. Hug it out. Hug it's it out. Good. The sour. It's a blackberry, uh, man- the mango blackberry, I think. Yeah, blackberry mango. It's a Sour yeah. IPA. All fantastic stuff. And actually, um, I, I started uh, the, before. I, I haven't tried the flight yet. I just ordered it. But I actually started with the uh, sweetness, what Dave is having as well. We got a goal. Oh, maybe. my God. We got during this podcast. It may be offside, though. Got the goal. Most likely Calvo. it's going to be offside. They're claiming no, it was no, offside. Looks on like the board. It's, they restarted it. They restarted, so it must they be put good. Put it on the board. Well, there, there you go. Is. There's there's a live update. Calvo for you. goal. Live up. Well, technically not live because it's recorded. Well, this is yes. live. So everybody will see it. But you know, people may think it's live. I think it's live. So yeah. who knows? I I don't know. We all kind of sound a little excited about that, and maybe even <laughs> hopeful for maybe stealing a point out of this game, even though we just said it's a meaningless point, uh, it would still be exciting. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's an away point. Yeah. Guys, you, I mean, 
we were talking about this before the podcast. We're watching this game, and I'm going, it's just been a downer type of couple weeks here for the Loons. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just has been nothing's gone right. And really, I think actually when we talked about this, you mentioned a couple months. Yeah. Because I think it has, it, two months would be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been it's been terrible. Before we dig into it too much, I just want to. We were on the beer, yeah, right yeah, before sorry. we got rudely interrupted by the Minnesota United scoring a goal. Mm-hmm. But we were on the beer. I was just saying, I actually haven't tried anything off the flight yet. But I started, yeah. like I said, I started with that sweetness stout, which I really like. I'm a big yeah. stout fan. I think like David is as well. And this one is good. It's dark. Um, and what I really like about it is it's it's a nitro beer, nitro, yeah, nitro. It's infused, so it gives it that extra creaminess texture. And then uh, the one I'm working on right now is actually the Shantytown, which is a, oh, nice. a nut brown ale. And actually, I go back to last podcast when we were at uh, Dual Citizen yeah. Brewing. Um, Dave, David, had, I can't remember the beer you had, but you described it as kind of like, it tastes like you're eating a bowl of Cheerios. Yeah, that was like the that. Uh, Kellogg. The Kellogg? Wasn't it? Was it the Kellogg? I believe it was. Yeah. Because yeah. this definitely, this is, it's definitely... Um, Oh, I don't know. It just has that. It's it's maltiness. It, what it, they des- they describe it, they describe it as you know a malt forward and a nutty biscuity even with caramel flavors. Yeah. So I thought Dave's comment was kind of appropriate to that beer. I love it. So yeah, it's very good. Um, I was a little upset when we walked in, boys, that they didn't have they didn't have lunacy on tap. The, which yeah. is, the beer that they named after our podcast, of course. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I think it came up before the podcast. The po- I think oh, it did too. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it would have been appropriate to sit here and drink a pint of, of lunacy. Of course it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Before we get too far into it, though, I do want to congratulate somebody of our podcast here. David Sterling had a young baby boy the other day. A young? Young? Young, young baby mean, boy. I, I Very young, babies actually. are young. Newborn. Yeah. Newborn. Oliver, was Oliver Thomas, right? Yes, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, so Dave is in the uh, Two Kid Club, which, uh, welcome, yeah. welcome to that club. And Two Kids Under Three Club. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's another issue right there, yeah. So uh, he's not going to be on the podcast today. Oliver is not going to be here. No. We're, we're shooting for December or January. Yeah, he might be on the podcast a little bit later. Yeah. I told you, we need a new audience. I yeah. mean, that's the way it works. Um. So let's get into these last two games, guys. Let's talk about last week's game, which was the last game at TCF Bank Stadium. 50,000-plus fans at the stadium. You guys were there. Yes. Yeah. What was the atmosphere like at the stadium? Yeah, so hash, hashtag 50K to Midway. Um, yeah. David, why don't you start us off and tell us your thoughts? Because we all got there fairly early. Yeah, you know, I I got there, I think it was about an hour and a half early. Um, you know, there were... Just a lot of people milling around. They had the they had their fan zone, yeah. which uh, they were giving away uh, free food. Like I think it was like apple, caramel apple something, um, some like mixed stuff. Um, I didn't have any of it because the lines were too long. Uh, but they also gave away uh, you could get a scarf or you could get a beanie. Um, I got a beanie, which the patch is already falling off of. <laughs> so, you know, Minnesota United, maybe if you're listening to this, you could uh, reconsider that for next year. Yeah. Quality yeah. control, maybe. Quality control. Uh, or maybe that's Target, actually. Target was the one to hand them out. Oh, so. Target, yeah. And I, and I guess when I say we all got there early, John and John Drisky, who was also at the game yourself, got there a yeah. couple hours early. I made it, I was there maybe an hour before kickoff, or an hour and a half before mm-hmm. kickoff, and... 
I had no hope of getting either the beanie or the scarf. Anything. They, everything, oh, they didn't have everything was gone oh. by the time I got I there. And I got there early. I consider an hour and 15 minutes prior to kickoff being fairly early. I heard they got rid of stuff pretty quick. I think people showed up early and kind of made an early day out of the whole thing. You know, yep. it's the last time at TCF Bank. Why not? And yeah, and everything actually started at noon. Yeah. So it was three three and a half hours before the game. And, and it was it, yeah, it was it was a beautiful fall day. I mean, it was a little oh, yeah. crisp out. It was a little, you know fifty sure. degrees maybe, but the sun was shining. It was just a beautiful day, and the atmosphere was amazing. Dave, like you mentioned, uh, you know they had a DJ. Yeah, right they, in the open end of the field, they had really? like a concert, yeah. a little nice. mini concert with ice. Yeah, so it just really added to the atmosphere. Yeah, I mentioned to Dave that they should just do that all the time. Have a DJ, on. and maybe in the new stadium they will. Yeah. And and yeah. like it was kind of cool. The Minnesota Vikings have a house DJ who's at every single game. Yep. He has his kind of stand set up, and so yeah, yeah, it would be easy in Allianz Field, I think, to have that kind of a setup yeah. for sure. Yeah. And it, you know, I think the the beginning of the game, uh, that atmosphere continued. Uh, obviously, you know, the Loons came out looking like they were ready to play. Uh, we had a shot on goal in the first minute. Uh, but, as usual, uh, <laughs> we, we decided to disappoint our fans. Yeah, yeah, pretty much the last two months have been disappointing our fans. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, it, what, they, they gave up... Three goals in a matter of 20 minutes. Well, no, it's 20. Yeah, 20 minutes. Yes. yes. But of course, that went over the halftime. Yes, it did. Uh, and that's why. Yeah, it's kind of sad sometimes when you know the attendance was amazing. The announced crowd was over 52,000. So that was wonderful. They set the record. Before you go on, Dave, let me get into that a little bit. So, when they had the attendance, did you see a lot of empty seats, or was it yes. actually? Yeah, there were a lot of people out and about, okay. so it's really difficult to tell, especially the the West Concourse, or the whatever they open. call it, Open. Oh, the yeah. Open, yeah, yeah. There yeah. were a lot of people, like, hanging out up there, mm-hmm. so it's hard to tell how many people were there and how many weren't. I, I, mean, I would say if their if they're gate, now I'm saying, if, if they had 45,000 people that went through that gate, yeah. I would... I think that would be on the upper end of an estimate. Okay. How many people were there? You know. I mean, my concern with this whole thing was I know they had technically sold all the seats, right? But how many did they actually end up giving away to people? So I, yeah, and, and we'll never know. And no, we'll never know no, that. No. Yeah. So my concern for this game was always if they gave away too many and those people never showed up, it's going to look terrible. Right. Yeah. ESPN really didn't show. It, I watched it. They didn't show much of this. Upper decks. Yeah, and when, and when we say there was plenty of empty seats, don't get me wrong. Don't get us wrong. It no, it looked great. It was fantastic to see oh, yeah. the upper bowl basically filled up and covered yeah. throughout. You know, in fact, you know, it's it's more people than as, than have been to a Golden Gophers football game this year. That's for sure. <laughs> I know that they haven't come close to that sellout no. mark. Not no. even for the Iowa game, no. which I missed. But I was talking to my friend, and he said no, they didn't sell that but out. But when either. they play Wisconsin there. You know it's always sold out. It usually is. Yeah. Um, so the atmosphere was good, guys. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the... Oh, we score my again, goodness. We tied it up. Scored a break. Hold, stop everything. Well, maybe we should start doing these podcasts during, during the game. games. That because obviously work. they're coming back. Now. It's funny. We started this podcast because we thought the game was over. Now yeah. here we are. It's a 2-2 draw in the 77th minute. So there's still time to steal a win. But and again... It, and it's Calvo who's scoring the goals, which yeah. is incredible. But again, this game for both sides does not matter anymore. 
We're and, just play, pretty much playing for pride now. And, you know, maybe that's yeah, part of it because... Yeah, that was pretty. And maybe part of it is because Columbus was sitting in the locker room knowing that they already clinched their already, playoff yeah. spot. Yeah. They, had to, the they, they had nothing to win. They had nothing to win. You know, but we're, I don't want to, let's not lessen it anymore. I think this is this is exciting to actually yeah. see a draw on the road now. It is. There's, two, there's a lot of time left. There's a ton of time left. You know, while we're watching this, I'm going to reiterate that Francisco Calvo is not a center back. No. He, he's a left back. Yes. I mean, it. Again, that was that was some pretty decent footwork to get that shot off, and and he's got to be up there. He's got to be. He's Calvin has come on since they made like those switches. Yeah, back earlier in the season, we talked about this in earlier podcasts. We didn't like when he was a center back at all. Right. He made too many mistakes. I mean, he lo- literally lost four games on his own. Mm-hmm. So. Back to last yeah. week's game against the LA Galaxy. Um, I guess I was disappointed because I thought the Loons would come out and kind of put give 110 percent the last game at TCF Bank, give the fans something to walk away from, and say, "Hey, we had a good time at TCF Bank. They had a great home record this year, but." Once again, no, we couldn't do it. And that's what I—that's when I brought up the attendance. That's what I was kind of going towards. It's like it's amazing how quickly that fifty-two thousand or forty-five thousand people yeah. can be silenced. Because yeah. as it did start out a bit of a bit exciting, and we'll go into a little bit further detail with David Sterling's notes. But I mean, it, it there was some early missed chances, and we'll go into them specifically later, but that really hurt, and you could you just started to get that feeling. They mi- another missed chance, another opportunity yep. blown, and then it wasn't going to be long before we're going to give up that first goal, and we all know our record when giving up a first yeah, goal. Yeah, we're terrible. It's very bad. And it's, uh, we talked about this before the podcast, guys, and I brought it up. I said, this year's been all about missed opportunities for this team. This team has... Every game we've watched this year, whether it be a win or a loss or a draw, there have been so many missed opportunities where goals should have been, uh, uh, should have been scored or a defender should have been somewhere where he, where he was. It, it's just been a bad year. Agreed. So many mistakes, you know? So, uh, Dave, how about we get into the notes from the game uh, from last week? Uh, yeah. First goal scored by... Slayton. 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 Yes. Which I have to announce that I was watching ESPN at home. Um, the announcers brought the fact that there were 50,000 people at the United game to see Slayton play. And that's based off of his comments. That's based off of his earlier comments. Earlier in the right. week. But okay. ESPN did nothing to say, well, that was a joke. They just basically said, this is why they're here. Oh, and they, they, I'm pretty sure they, um, Zaitlin, he was on Sports Center mm-hmm. with Scott Van Pelt. ESPN yep. was selling up the game because. And yeah. it was because of him. He was yeah. on the road traveling. Right. And it, you know that's why they they put it on ESPN to begin yes. with. Of I mean, course, yeah. You know, sure, there were playoff implications, but in the end, it was because it was late. Yeah, it was late. You would like to think it was the hashtag 50K to Midway in the last game of the season for the United at TCF Bank Stadium. Yeah. But it wasn't. That's not what they were selling yeah. it. And I'll, I'll get into my notes from the, uh, the broadcast after Dave talks yeah. about his stuff, but... I had some issues with the broadcast from ESPN, and yeah, you know, I'll say it really quickly here. The difference between watching a game on ESPN and watching it on FSN is like night and day, because of course it's our home network. FSN is, but right. they do a lot of things better than ESPN does. I think so. 
Uh, so Zlayton got the first on a goal, header. On yeah. a header. Yeah. And, and it, it, you it know, wasn't remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. And what's worse about it is that everyone made it about Zlayton, right? Yeah. And so he comes in and he scores the first goal. And in reality, he didn't do anything. No. I mean, it wasn't even like he did something cool to get himself open. It was literally our entire back line just ignored him completely. And specifically specifically on that one, I think it was Boxel. Right. That just yeah. left him. He left way too much space. Yeah, and he was left him uncovered, completely basically. unmarked, and there he was. He just had an easy header. Easy goal. And I mean, he did. We'll get into it. He, you know, so that was very vanilla that goal. And uh, other than the fact that it was Zaitlin who scored it, uh, he ha- he did have a pretty remarkable assist later on in the game. He, but, did. Yeah, he did. So to say he did nothing would be wrong. But that goal by Zaitlin was what, what minute was that in? The thirtieth. Thirtieth. Yeah. So for the first thirty minutes watching that game at home, Zaitlin he didn't really do anything. No, he's pretty silent. He was pretty like covered up and you know he'd get a touch here and there but that was yeah. about it and I was and, surprised and uh, Brent Kalman was handling him really well he's get he's getting physical with him yeah yep. there were a couple times as Leighton went down trying to get fouled didn't get it well they were talking about that on the ES, on ESPN and they were saying he, they're being physical with him and they're kind of getting on them and, and that's why he hasn't done much yeah and so and, yeah so that I mean that was good yeah. I, for, for the first 30 minutes it was you know, Zlayton wasn't anybody, and you know the loons were giving it to him, and it was it was going well, and we made it all the way into the second half. Yep. Uh, just one zero, not a big deal, and it, then it, here we are. We had the craziest sequence, uh, and I put in my notes that it kind of left my head spinning because I was still trying to process the second goal when they scored their third. Oh yeah. yeah. And it, and so it was it was 49th minute, 50th minute. And it, it's just like somehow. I'm pretty sure it's a hat trick. Yeah, I think it is too. Um, and it, you know somehow we let our guard down like we always do. Yep. But this is LA Galaxy. They took advantage of it. Yep. And again, this comes down to some poor defending. And. It, when it wa- finally getting to watch it over and seeing it, both Brent and Michael just kind of let Kamara in. And Kelvo, I don't know, maybe he could have done a little bit more on the on the on the side, but overall it was the center backs chose to shut down and Lampson I think should have stayed home on goal one. He came rushing out, left the goal wide open, and there was goal number two. Yeah. And I, they bring up defenders, and this is going to be a huge point of emphasis when we get into the offseason, yeah. especially on this podcast. I think we'll be talking a lot about how bad our defense was this year yep. and how we can get better next year. And there's there's going to be some options going into the offseason about who we get rid of and who we keep and what we can do to better the defense. Yep. Because I think our offense has been – it's going to be good. Yeah, I the agree. Defense has got to get better. Yeah. Oh. We're not here for that. Yeah. Oh, not us. We do have a computer, but no problem. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, I think, and it, that comes down to uh, 
you know, the third goal was the exact same way. Yeah, exactly right. And it, at some point, you know, they're going to have to have this conversation in the offseason. And honestly, I'm not sure that I would start anyone other than Kelvin next I think, season. I, I, and, we'll, and again, we'll talk about this yeah. in the offseason, but Calwell is the only one I think uh, inked in stone on that back line. Yeah. The as long as the, he's at left back. Yeah. But the rest of the other three, or how many, if you're going to change it up, whatever it is, those are all open spots now. Yep. And those are, that. there's there's competition for that. And maybe it's bringing somebody else in the offseason. Maybe it's making a trade. I don't know. But we'll get into it in the offseason. Yeah. Um, so... We were all disappointed, I think, yep. in that loss because it was the last game of TCF. Because I think we all wanted it to be something better at the last game of TCF. I think we all wanted to be, just close it out and say, we were here, we won, we're moving on. Yeah, and, and I, exactly, because it, TCF Bank was fairly kind to the to the Loons. Yes, they, they had th- Not only this year, they had a good home record, which you touched on. I think it was 10-5 and five mm-hmm. with a couple draws in there. But last year, they did fairly well at home as well. So, yeah. you know, it was it, they, it treated treated the Loons nicely. It was a good place to play. And, I mean, I, I've said it before, I don't love it as a soccer venue, obviously. It's not built for that. But, you know, it, it works. And, we're, and they're lucky to have an outdoor venue like that that they could use for a couple years. It worked for two years and that was fine but now we have Allianz Field coming up and I think three of us are very excited to see what that's going to be like exactly. yeah I agree Yeah, you know and maybe to close out talking about the gameplay itself Yeah, and then Dave can give us some stats we haven't touched on the best part of the game yet of course because we thought you know you mentioned the, the, the two amazingly quick goals by LA in the 50th yeah what is it 50s 50th and 51st minute to make it three to nothing you thought that was it oh that's it all the air is out of the stadium um but fortunately in the 53rd minute what happened yeah i mean rodriguez got another goal yep uh it was a header and um dave and i were talking about this before before the podcast uh live you didn't get to appreciate the assist at all uh in fact I told Dave that I didn't even really see it. I didn't think anything of it, of the yeah. assist. I just yeah, just saw the header, and oh, he was in the right spot at the right mm-hmm. time. Ran through traffic. There was a few defenders around him, and I thought that was great, but I didn't notice the pass. Yeah, and, it, you know, Quintero had a phenomenal, I mean, I don't, I want to call it a cross. Yeah, you but could. Honestly, was, I'm not sure it was. He, he was close to the. He was kind of. He wasn't on the. You know, on the, the sideline. Yeah. He was kind of towards the middle of the field, but it was very deep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was just. I I would bet probably thirty five yards out, and he put it right on the money, which isn't surprising. Yeah, it's Darwin, man. Yeah, and it, the best thing is, is the header itself uh-huh. was also really good because yeah. uh, Rodriguez is coming across goal and he heads it kind of backwards mm-hmm. and down into the. I guess that would have been now at the, that point the back post. Sure. And it was right down at the ground. And, and the way he was surrounded, I mean, Darwin had to put that ball exactly where he put it or there would be no chance at a goal yeah. because he was, yeah. he was, you know, he was running through traffic. He was covered up. And we, before the podcast began, we talked about the difference. We brought up uh, Christian again, Christian Ramirez. Right. 
And the difference between Christian and Rodriguez is that Christian needed space around him to make things happen. Right. So a header from Christian on that play would have never, I don't think, would have happened. It, it, yeah, probably not. You know? Rodriguez is a guy who gets in there, he gets dirty, he beats some guys up a little bit. You know, he's he's aggressive, and right. that's what we need from that spot. Because yep. Darwin can get it in there. Darwin can put it on point, but you need a guy to break through that line to get that header off. Right, exactly. And it worked out. Yep. Um, I want to bring up, uh, before Dave gets into stats, I'm going to bring up a couple things about the broadcast, because I wasn't there. But I watched the broadcast on ESPN, and a couple things. ESPN seems to know, well, from this broadcast, seemed to know nothing about the Loons at all. They didn't make mention of the fact that it was the last game at TCF Bank Stadium when I was watching it. Um, never saw, heard him bring it up, which was, I think it's kind of a bad thing. I mean, this is the last game at TCF Bank, and they're moving to a new stadium. Right. And I get that uh, Zalton or... Uh, Zoltan or Zaitlin. Zaitlin. That or wasn't right either. I, whenever I hear his name, I think of, remember you guys remember the uh, movie Big? With Tom Hanks where he yeah. turns into an adult. Yeah. And there was a... There, yes, the, I know where you're was going. Z- was it Zoltan? Where he got his little wish with card. With the wish card and it was Zoltan or something like I, that. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was like a weird... So every time I see... Uh, what's his name? I think of that freaking movie. Well, but, thanks, Tony. That's what... Now that's all I'll I know, I know. I the rest know. of... So, anywho, they played it off like this was the reason why this game was so huge is because he was there. Right. Which he was. It was a big game for ESPN because he was there. But let's make some mention of the fact that it was the last game at TCF Bank State. Exactly. Okay? Then they brought up the fact that uh, Angelo hadn't scored any goals for the Loons yet. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. He had scored three goals previous to this game. Right. And then they were bringing up in the thing. In 10 games. In right. 10 games. Yeah. And they were bringing up the fact that, well, he has to do more. And blah, blah. I'm going, whoa. He's been with this team for 10 games, okay? Yep. Let's let him get set before we start going that he's not a great contributor or a great scorer yet. Exactly. You know? Because the, the reason they brought him in was exactly for what he did yes. during that game. Yeah, he, exactly. He right. ran through that, that box yeah, exactly in traffic, right. was able to receive a Darwin Quintero you know, cross, we will call it cross, I'd say, a mm-hmm. deep, deep cross. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's what that's what they pictured when they got him. That's and, what they pictured. And so uh, my problem with that was the fact that they didn't give any type of, they didn't do any background on Rodriguez at all. Right. You know. And then the announcer's opinion is the Loons had a good home record because teams hate playing on turf. Right. That's why they have a good home record. That's the only reason. That's what they brought up, and I was like, "Well, let's." I, a little bit of that is probably yeah. true, but let's not say that's the only reason they I, I have a good home. I don't know yeah. if you guys have ever stepped field on on TCF Bank Stadium on the turf, but I have, I have a few yeah, times, yeah. and it, it's it's so realistic. I mean, mm-hmm. I you, I could see people almost preferring that. I I know they don't, especially yeah. soccer players. I know football teams do, you know. Yeah. But so I mean, I I don't know if there's a whole lot to complain about there with regards to the playing surface, but, but they do. Let's you can bring that up if you want to. I mean, you can totally bring that up. Right. But let's not say it's the only reason why the Loons have a great home record. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's it's typical. We're a bad team. Let's not give us credit for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel a little disappointed that. 
that you know Taylor Twelman would have been involved in those conversations, and he was involved in all these comments, and that because, was the problem. Yeah, because you know he's he's a Minnesota guy. He's he knows the team. He does, and you know obviously maybe he's trying not to sugarcoat anything. But again, he was on the big stage. Yeah, you no. know I, you're 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 playing to a national audience, so you can't really be a homer at that point. Well, yeah. But then again, you can't totally diss the loons. Right. I mean, why? Again, why? You're ESPN. You have to play both sides, right? You right. have to play Galaxy side and Loon side. You got to make it even. But it seemed like the whole game, it was all Galaxy, 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 right. Galaxy. Yeah. Well, you you can complain about this broadcast, and you have quite yeah. a bit here. Yeah. Obviously, you weren't a huge I fan wasn't of it. But I'll tell you one thing, one good thing that came out of the broadcast, in my opinion, and yeah. I'm only half joking when I say this, is uh, Taylor Twelman's. Uh, co-host, I, I can't even think of his name right I now, but his co-host came up right after his goal. Yeah. He came up with a nickname for Angelo Rodriguez that I just loved. And oh, maybe, I, maybe I haven't heard it before, but he called him A-Rodge. A-Rodge. And, yeah. and I, I, that's going to stick for me. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to call him by any other <laughs> name going forward. I'm going to have to say A-Rodge this, A-Rodge that. I, I, it just but, has a nice ring to it. But the problem with... Uh, okay, it's a great... It's, it's okay. It's a good, good nickname. But the problem with me is we all know about a rod. Yes, and that's and where. So again, anybody who's Rodriguez and a A starting their first name is a rod. You know, right, it's just yeah. the way it works. You know, or if you're Aaron with a Rogers. Yeah, a rod. Yeah, it's the same deal. Yeah, but it's Sorry. a good nickname. You know? Um, yeah. so the game has just finished here. A three two. Yeah, three final. two. We lost three to two. Um, hat trick for Zardes. Hat trick, yeah. Brace for Calvo. Yep. Um, let's get into this game a little bit, guys, because we watched it in person here at. Um, oh, well, let's go back to. Dave yeah, we got to keep. Stats. We got to. Sorry. We got to be masochistic. There's a few. Here. There's a yeah. few more things I want to tie in. I, okay, I'll, I'll bring up a few stats here and, and what, a few more. Get into details, maybe. Go ahead. Why, go ahead. But and also I want to talk about the, just the the atmosphere of, at the game after the game had ended, which might have been in the best part about the day. But okay. I just while we get into it, I just want to start with, you know, we had touched on it. We said that, unfortunately, the loons in this game, the L.A. game, L.A. Galaxy game, had missed some opportunities. Yeah. Um, we, there was defensive lapses. But specifically with the missed opportunities, there's a couple stats that jump out. And it's, it's the, the, the loons actually had more shots. They had 14 shots to gal- the Galaxy's nine, but that's not, I guess, what I want to get into. They had 14 shots, and the Loons did, but only two of those shots were on target. Oh. And I think that's your missed opportunities because I think yeah. there was a couple goals that sh- they it just, I shouldn't say goals, would-be goals or chances where I felt like you should have seen a little better result come yes. out of those chances. Yes. And I know... Taylor Twelman said that A-Rod, I get to say it again, A-Rod should have had at least two goals in the game because yes. there was a couple opportunities there that was he missed out. Yeah. Now, of course, like it typically is, the possession was in favor of the Galaxy 55 to 45, but that's not too, you know, that's that's fairly yeah, normal for the Loons on the season. Yeah. Um, there's nothing else really stats that jumped out. The passing accuracy was okay. Um, really didn't have any chances created because, you know, but... Zero actually chance created. They and they had seven corners. The loons did as opposed to the galaxy's four. So I, I just yeah. think it comes down to the shots on target with fourteen shots, seven corners that they had, uh, but they just weren't able to capitalize on that, especially early on. So on your passing, 
So, yeah, we had 79% passing, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, again, Tony, you can't see this. <laughs> I can't see it. Um, but, so I went on, went on MLS.com, and I got the... I got the field and the uh, the passing and the I can't think what they call this the chalkboard sorry sure and it, so I I have all of the the good passes so all of the good passes are kind of crisscrossing the field short into the middle around the backside and then I also highlighted the missed crosses okay now, Dave, look at these missed crosses. Would those be the red, the red ones? ones? Okay. I mean, it is incredible. Now, the yellow ones are key passes. So you can see we've got some key passes that yep, came going in across the that goal too. Yes. Almost went into something. Usually, key passes are ones that end up in shots. Oh, and, sure. And this is like you, you call it the loons passing, but now does that does that are these corners as well, or do you yeah, think that so might be off of a you've short got, corner? You've got some corners here. Um, there's there are going to be some short corners in here because they took a few of those. Okay. Well, I guess if if, you, if you're asking for a second opinion and just to look at what we're looking at here, I know it's bad podcasting to be looking at a graphic, but <laughs> but this I'm is. I'm going to put it, these online. So. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, because it is a good graphic to look at, and I tell you, if you want to simplify this down, it's very easy. There's far yeah. too many red lines yes. on that diagram as opposed to yellow, <laughs> yellow yeah. lines. And what's even better is look at the final third. I mean, it is completely. Void of, or yeah, actually completely void of green passes. Yeah. So there are a lot of, there are a number of green passes that go into the final third. Sir. But the ones that actually occur in the final third, there's nothing. I mean, it's completely void. And it, that's what I see as a problem. Sure, we had 79% passing to their 81. Yep. Yeah. 81. 81. Yep. And it, that sounds good, but, but look at where all the passing happened. I mean, it was all from about, I would say, their final or our final third to their final third. It was the middle of the field. Yep. And it, so, yeah, we, we were able to complete some passes, but we also didn't really complete anything that was helpful. No. Anything no. significant. Yeah. You know. And... In a game like that, you need to complete at least twenty five percent of those. Yeah, yeah, and it was at least. And it was just the, the key ones early on in the game. Early on in the game, while the game was still nil nil, um, you knew you knew it was a problem. And as soon as they got their first goal, then you said, "Here we go," because yep. they missed the loons missed their opportunities. They did. And the Galaxy capitalized. Mm -hmm. Now, some of that was our defensive lapses, it's, as we touched on, but it's just so frustrating. It's a broken record this year. It right? is. Yep. We miss opportunities, and the other team capitalizes, and then we're down, and then we can't come back. Yeah. And it, so I've got one more thing that I'd like to add, and that's Fernando Bob. So we talked about this last podcast. I, I pulled up some graphics on um, past games and how Fernando Bob's presence in the midfield yes. potentially impacted teams. So, I pulled up these graphics of LA Galaxy's uh, good passes and their negative passes. Their negative passes, it's incredible. Everything down the center of the pitch is, I mean, they're all just red. Negatives, yeah. And if you turn, it, turn to the positives, all the positive passes are 
heavily to the left side, but then also to the right side, and you can see it thins out dramatically along the center of the field. Yeah. And so if you go up to Fernando Bob's activity, defensive activity, almost all of his activity is right down the center of the pitch. Yep. Which means, good God, what does a number six do? Huh, maybe he might actually, maybe having a number six in the middle of the field is is a good thing. Does something. Yeah, Shocker. Maybe. You know? Fantastic. And it, there was a, a point that I was... I had in my notes about the first shot on goal for us in the first minute. It was created by um, Colin Warner being able to be freed up and do his box-to-box midfielder yes. goal. Yeah. He ran forward, drew some defenders, and passed it to Quintero, who did a little nice little stepping in the box and had a shot on goal. The only reason that happened was because we removed that second number six that we've been using for a few weeks yep. and actually played a legitimate formation. Yes, yes. So we actually had our legit number six with a box to box next to him, and it it opened up an opportunity. Now, Warner sucked the rest of the game, but it was still an example of how when you actually play a formation with players that maybe will work out. Mm-hmm. So I think Fernando Bobby... He's a little old. Maybe we're going to get a year, another year out of him. Maybe two. Two. But when you have players that are potentially what you're looking for, yes, and you play them the right way, yes, you can see how it works. And the goal is, I mean, you're so if you're shutting off the middle of the field, you're shutting off 33 percent of the field. Okay. Yeah. What you really want to do is you want to cut off 66 percent of the field. Right. You want to have a center and a right or a left cutting that off so we only have one way to go. Exactly. And then you, you've totally eliminated you know, 75% of their uh, formations or their plays they can make. Exactly. So having that 33% is fantastic. Now they got to find the other size. And one of the other sides is not Gomez. No. By the way. Which we probably... We'll never see him again, right? Because he Good. didn't play. Tonight. He didn't play tonight. Oh, yeah, he was, was he suspended? Was it yeah. three games or four games? Four games. Four games. Four games. So he still has three left, but I'm yeah. fairly yeah. certain he's not going to get to play those. No, he's done. Three if games. He was on, if he was on loan, yeah. Yeah, he's gone. It's very. Yeah. Gone. So that's a fun thing. Yeah, yeah that's no nice. more Alexi Gomez. Nice. That's a good I, I thing for me. I, I didn't miss him today. I don't know about you guys. But <laughs> yeah, we, I, don't I don't miss him either. <laughs> I kind of forgot he was suspended. Actually. <laughs> All right, it's time. It's time for everybody's favorite moment of this podcast. I'm sure we're going to play the Audi Index game, oh, where goodness. you guys get to guess. Okay. And, and we're going to start with the loons. Okay, okay, I can't because I looked at these. Oh, you did. Okay, well, let's have Tony guess. I'll guess. I I'll think guess. it should be a slam dunk if you think about a couple things that happened during the game. But so for the Loons, who do you think is the highest scoring Audi index? Well, it's either got to be Darwin or uh, Angelo, one of the two. Okay, take your... your I'll you're, right. you're right. I'll it's pick one of those Dar- two. I'll pick Darwin. No, it wasn't. It was Angelo Angel. Rodriguez. The I goal, scored the goal. The goal, a goal goes a long way. Well, ways. I thought that maybe with Darwin, the passing and the other things, you know. Then I will just make this quick. And then why don't we do United and the Galaxy? Who do you think had the highest scoring Audi index? Well, it's got to be from somebody from the Galaxy. Um, I think you're on the right track. It's not going to be uh, uh, Zoltan. Zoltan. <laughs> It is. It is Zoltan. Zaitlin Ibrahimovic with 755. Sorry, I did Zoltan. Yep. He ended up with the highest score I, of the game, 755. Yeah, and, and it, it's and amazing that, to me. That, but that's amazing to me. Because the first, like we talked about, the first 30 minutes, 
he did jack shit. Yeah. I mean, he did nothing. But, you know, and that's the problem I have with the Audi Index. Yeah. Is because they they give you heavy, heavy points for assists and goals. Yeah, he got yeah. 207 points for the assist and 300 yeah. and change for the goal. So, so I that, mean, you take those things out and he was... What? I mean, he was... He would have been, he would have been 200. Yeah. I think he that. also gets extra points for having great abs. I'm not sure that's... Yeah, and then total. as far... You know, you yeah, made maybe. up some good points about Fernando Bob and how he was effective in his role, but he his Audi Index was 77. Yeah, and see, that's why I don't like the Audi Index. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're not seeing the... It's, it's you're not biased. seeing everything. It's the defensive bias. portion of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's bi- and there, that does come into account, Biased but offense. it's heavily bi- biased, biased on the offense. offense. Exactly. There's no doubt about exactly that. Exactly right. So, yeah, and I, before we stop talking about this game, there's just, real quickly, just I do want to mention that it was, as far as losses go, other than the fact that it was the last game at TCF and they had the 50,000 people there, that was fun to see. Um, I thought the... Uh, just the whole atmosphere at the end of the game was nice. You know, I feel, yeah. I feel like people kind of maybe forgot about the loss, and then the people that stuck around were treated to a uh, concert by Harmar, somebody oh, Har- who I did not know oh. before this game. But yeah. yeah, he did a concert, and then after he was finished, uh, they had fireworks. Yeah, Harmar it, is a local guy. Yeah, and you know, I didn't realize I, I'm a big Starsky and Hutch movie fan. Yeah, and I didn't realize he was in that. Yes, he was. He was it's, the weird dude that did the dance-off with Ben Stiller. Harmar, Harmar Superstar. Yeah. Um, he's an older gentleman. Yeah. He he's, he's been around he's, for a long overweight. time. I believe there. I referred to him during the concert as an overweight, older Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah, he, he could dance. I'll, I'll give him that. Well, yeah, he yeah. could dance. Yeah. He, was a, he was an entertainer. And, and I don't That's mean that as an insult, because I, I, oh. I, the music that I've heard of his, I like. I mean, he seems like a funny guy. He's a good singer. The funny thing is, like, yeah. only people from, like, the metro area would know why his name is Harmar Superstar. Well, and so we were having that discussion, too. Yeah. Because I think I asked you yeah, is if he, it was is maybe he, from that. Is that is it the Harmar yes, shopping center? it is Harmar Mall. Yeah. But he wasn't from there in that area, was he? He's from, I think he's I from, he's from Roseville, I think. Uh, Marshall. Oh, Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. Oh. Well, and I don't remember how he got, I don't know why he picked that name. Well, I got a feeling he picked it because Harmar Mall... Back in the day, was a uh, was a was a big that was a big thing. Rose well, I used to always go to the musician's friend that was store that was there. Ice and I, I drool over guitars. Yeah, I, and that's I used to go to uh, card shows there all the time. Oh, yeah, they used I, to, I knew one there. They had, I mean, used to have big card shows back in the uh, late eighties, early nineties. I was going to say mine was probably the nineties. Yeah, my parents would take me to them and I'd look at all the cards and be like, I can't afford this. I only have four dollars yeah. money. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I got my um, I got my Paul Molitor rookie card oh, yes. at a show at that. One. Now it's worth a fortune. I don't think it's worth anything. Are cards worth anything nowadays? Oh, Paul Molitor rookie though is from like 1977. Late, yeah. That's worth some and money. It, and it had and it's a four four by. Yeah, it's a four by with some he's thriller on, guys, right? It's a tight Detroit Tigers guy. I can't think of what his name it's is. It's a tops card with yeah. four the guy with four guys on it. Yeah, that's actually worth some good cash. I know when I got it, it was in the eighties. Yeah, $80 I'm sure range. now it's probably in the two hundred, three hundred dollar range. Get it graded. I'm sorry, this isn't a sports card podcast. Right. I used to be big into it, but um, boys, now we're done with the Galaxy game. I'd say so. Yeah. Let's get into today's game because we watched it here at Omni. Um, of course, no surprise, we had a lightning delay. Yeah. 
That really yeah. put a damper on the festivities here. It put a big here. damper on us here. I, I, I can't, I can't lie about that. We kind of, the mood went from hey into hey. So who do we fault for that? I don't know. I don't uh, want to. I mean, do we blame the Columbus crew? El Nino. El Nino. Okay. El Nino. The weather. Yeah. Okay. I blame El Nino. Um, but we had a weather delay 10 minutes into the game. It was a, what, hour, hour, hour and, and a half? Hour and 15 minutes, hour and 15 roughly. 15-minute yeah, weather delay, yeah. um, which is a lot. A lot. And it's Especially, tough. It's player safety. But, I mean, if you have a lightning strike within, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know the exact numbers, so I'll paraphrase. Yeah. If you have a lightning strike within eight miles, then you have to clear the field. And not only that, then you have to wait a set amount of time, whether it's 20 minutes or a half hour. Not, so. Let's not downplay the fact that lightning is a big killer of people. In the United, I mean, it is I, a big I mean, killer of people. The, the survival rate's not terribly high. It's not high. good. Um, so let's not downplay the fact that it was the right call. Right. Because yeah. you're at an outdoor event. You should, of course. And, and on top of that, Map Free Stadium has a lot of metal bleachers. Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. That would be bad. But... The fact that it happened when we were going to do a we're going to do a podcast here after the game, so we're kind of on a time schedule, because the Vikings play at seven o'clock tonight. Right. So we're trying to get before the Vikings game, and of course this happens, and it's just it's it's a great way to end the season because we we've, we've been down pretty much yeah. most of the year about this team, and then we have a weather delay, and and they already given up a well. We came out of the break, out of the, out of the lightning break. Yeah, so it happened in the 11th minute, the lightning yeah. break. The 10th minute, I should say. Yeah. And guess what happens when we get out of the lightning break, boys? We give goal. up a freaking goal. Within a minute. Within a minute. Yep. And what did I say? I said, anytime we, this stuff happens, yep. we give up a goal, and then we're we're toast. We are toast. Yeah. They're, they're, on the road, we are toast. doesn't matter if they're on the road or at home. Their record, you know, when giving up goals, like 1-16 or 1-17. Well, on the it was one in. It was one in thirteen when gave up the first goal. I think the road record. The road record. Road record. Is one in yeah. 10. I think overall, though, if you're talking home and away splits, it'd be more like one in seventeen. Or so one. we're watching this game. We think it's toast. We decided to do this podcast, and they're down two nil, and then that's you know, well, how are we gonna come back? And then a guy by the name of Calvo comes up and scores a goal. Right. I mean, we missed it. By the way, we didn't. We see did it. miss it in the 68th minute. Well, I mean, we saw the replay. Yeah. And then he scores. He scored another goal. Yeah. After that, less than 10 minutes later, in the 77th minute. But of course, boys, it was all for naught right. because they lose three to two. Yeah. In a game that, because of the lightning delay, didn't really matter anyway. Right. As we discussed before, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Montreal lost and removed any pressure whatsoever on Columbus to do anything. I do... Zardes still got his hat trick, though. Exactly. That's what it was. We did talk about this. It was decision day in MLS, which Stevens and I talked about earlier. That's a bad name for... A, decision day is more like voting. Right. Yeah, like thing. you're making a decision. Yeah, it, you're not really making just, a decision. It doesn't sound right to me. I'm not... Maybe I'll think about this over the next couple weeks, but I don't have a better name for it to give you right now, but... It, that one just doesn't work for me. That yeah, well. I mean, even calling it something dumb like Results Day, Results Day, or makes more sense because in election, you may not have the results on the election. How about day. like how about Moving Day? Moving like, Day. Moving well, day. if there was uh, relegation, yeah, Moving yeah. Day would be good. True. Yeah. yeah. How um, about like Super Sunday? 
All right, well, I think we already came up with two now, better see, names. Now, see, that sounds a little bit like Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, Super well, Monster Trucks. Fine, MLS is trying to get marketing. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at the Target Center. Re Super Trucks. Regardless of the name, you know, this year, the, today, actually, I kind of found myself, ah, oh, the name kind of sounds really stupid, but I, yeah. it was kind of, you know, especially while we had to wait out the hour and 15-minute weather delay, yeah. I actually was really enjoying kind of looking at the scoreboard. All these games are going at the same time. They yeah. all start at 3.30 Central. Yeah. And just looking at the scores, following the races, there was only a couple, you know, you know, um, like, for example, we don't need to get into the unless we want to, but, like, what it was, LA Galaxy, who the Eagles yeah. played last week, did not make the playoffs not make because it. they Which, lost. Yeah. All they had to do, I believe, was tie. That's all or at least do. win in your end. That's right. And they're in. But they ended up losing 3-2 to two to Houston, a game which, at home, yeah. that they had a two-goal lead in. Yeah. So but how I, I think we all, three of us here, agree that having a day like today where all the teams play at the same time is, is pretty fantastic. It is oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. And I wish, you know, I almost wish the NFL would do the exact same thing. Yeah. Because you come down to the last game, and sometimes you had a, a noon start at 3 o'clock or a Monday night, and so yeah. you already know. If the NFL was smart, and I know they don't want to lose their television, you know, right. there's too many games, right? But they would do it all at noon on the last Sunday, and nobody would know who was happening. Of course, this game screwed it over because of the delay. Yeah, yeah. So, which is interesting, but which is interesting, yes. But the way it's supposed to work is every game, everybody plays the same, same yeah. time. And what they like should that. have done is they should have delayed every game. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, could you imagine the people in those stadiums? Like, yeah, it's sunny out here. Why are we delaying? Oh, Columbus is delayed. Yeah, oh, screw Columbus. Who gives? Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, it's but that would add to some. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly something that the ML MLS has. Got right, that's for sure, and I love I love it, Tony. That's right. If the NFL did that, you'd you'd have it would eliminate some of those games where they have nothing to play for. So you have your backups in, and, and well, from yeah, a, from an entertainment perspective, it would oh, be I significantly be better. And guess how many how much Sunday ticket if they if the NFL did this, and Sunday ticket said okay for this week only you can buy NFL Sunday ticket for ten dollars. How many people would buy for ten dollars to watch all those games at the exact same time? MLS would be smart too if they had oh, something yeah. like this, where they could say, "Okay, uh, you know, last game of the season, let's just, let's let's try to figure it out. Let's do a thing on wherever and yep. do all games at the same time on different screens." I believe yep. they do have MLS does have a. a T TV package that you can buy. Yeah. Did John do. have yeah. that a couple years Johnny ago? Johnny had it, yeah. yeah. But what I was saying and now was... now ESPN Plus. Oh, ESPN Plus, yeah. which but I was, just got. What I was saying, though, is let's do a thing like Sunday Ticket where the last game of the year, they show all the games on one kind yeah. of NFL ticket and you can pay $10 to see all of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who wouldn't get that? I would get that. If the loons were in it, I would totally get that. Right, you know? yeah. And they did it this year. They did a pretty good job. I think there were only four games not nationally televised. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's not bad. Uh, I can understand why they didn't nationally televise ours, but at the same time, there were playoff implications. They were. So, yes. you know, but yeah, I, I agree. I think the NFL would be really smart to do. That. You know, the big leagues like the NHL and. Sorry, did I just call the NHL big compared to NFL? Yeah. Yeah, they're number four, I think. Huh, yeah. Um, <laughs> in fact, now I'm not even sure where I was going with that comment because now that I caught myself. 
Um, yeah, you know, I think Major League Baseball, NHL should do that too. Yeah, I mean, good. just like schedule them all up. Yeah, schedule them all. Yeah. Last day of the year, schedule them all up. Even if it doesn't matter, just do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Um, so, comments about today's game, guys? Well, I, I got one that we can definitely talk about. I, I want to talk about the uh, no calls. There was a couple significant yeah, no calls okay, that let's, we yeah. should let's talk get into about. That. Let's get into and that. at the beginning of the game. Yeah, uh, Darwin. Big yeah. one. Yeah. What, yeah. When did, when did that happen exactly? It was very early. It was that relatively was early. The, it was after. It was after they were down one to nothing at least. So yeah. It so been, it was in like the fifteenth minute, maybe. Might have been something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So to go back to it, Darwin has a breakaway, right? Three guys chasing him. Three guys chasing him. One guy in front of him. One guy in front of him. He gets down towards the box. Well, he's not in the box. He's about yet. two yards out. Two yards out. Uh, defender comes in, does a little slide tackle. Doesn't go for the ball. No. Trips Darwin on his back leg. Yep. Darwin goes down. No foul called whatsoever. And Darwin never goes down. Exactly. We've talked about this before. He is not a flopper. He does not flop. He's like the exact opposite of every other person. Exactly right. From south of Mexico. There are so many plays where Darwin should go down. But he doesn't. Yeah, right. And it's just frustrating because you can't you can't say that the ref didn't have a good look at it. Oh, they saw he did. it. He had. They to saw it. And so how? Why else would he go down? He was chased from behind. The play, the defender went down and took Darwin down with him. He clipped right. his ankle. He, it was clear. But the fact that the defender didn't even go after the ball. Right. That's what kills me. If the defender got a piece of the ball. I would say it's a 50-50 call. Well, he wasn't sure. anywhere near the ball. But he wasn't anywhere near the ball, and he tripped Darwin on his back leg. So yeah. what do you think the ref saw? That that, that defender slid in, a, in an attempted tackle but did not hit him or the ball. I say, I say there are two explanations. And Darwin Quintero just tripped. He tripped over his own feet. No. That's, that no. must have been yeah. what he I had to think I say there are two saw. explanations. Aside from the trip, yeah. either one, it's because he's a pro referee and he sucks. Mm-hmm. Or two, it's because Columbus needs points because at that time they don't know. Yeah. And MLS has already screwed Columbus over enough this season, even though <laughs> they did save them. And it, they're playing favorites. And it, okay. again, that's pretty harsh to say because it's suggesting they're fixing a game. Very harsh, Dave. It's but very harsh. I don't put it past. Yeah. I don't put it past him because you see these things. And in fact, on the TV, yes. Manny Lagos was in the booth for God knows how long. Yeah. And one of the few things that I did catch him say was that they're going to talk to the league about reviewing how much Minnesota has been harmed by missed calls. By missed calls, yeah. And it. It, and it's it's something because what is that? it is something. It's yeah. we've sat here and talked about it ad nauseum. Why is the road record as bad as it is? Yes. Well, this today clearly is one significant reason why. And it would be the so-called home field advantage that yeah. teams get. And you can't yeah. whether the refs will never admit this, but yeah. it's because I refs I think call, call in the favor of the home team more often than not. Now it's Definitely. not like a huge split, but even if it's a tiny percentage where referees have a tendency to side with the home team because they don't want to get booed out of the place. There's something to it and we saw it today. That's one of the reasons they, they've only managed one victory on the road. But is this play? Is that a play that's reviewable by VAR? Well, so it... I brought this up because it was definitely a goal-scoring opportunity. Yes. But that's only a yellow card, so that's not yeah. reviewable. Okay. 
there was a defender in front of him, so it's not last defender, so it's not a red card, so it's not reviewable because there was a defender there, so yeah. Um, it was an obvious foul to all of us. I think if you talk to a Columbus crew fan, they would say the exact same thing. I think they would too. Yeah. I think everybody saw it and it was. Yeah. So that was number one. Number two was the handball in the box. Right. Yep. And that was blatant. Yep. Looking at the replay, it certainly was. His he had arm his hand out. Extended. Hand was extended. Hand, and it, on top of that, it wasn't moving away from the ball. No. Nope. It, was, it was stretched out. Yep. It was right in the path of yep. the ball. Yep. And it, I don't know how you can't. Now, obviously, the referee could miss that. Could. But, and that's fine. But that's what VAR is there for. And we got killed on that a couple, well, in a game It's been previous. several games. It's been several games. Yeah. We had killed in that in a game previous. I was the game I was at with yeah, you. Yeah, it was Miguel Ibarra had a handball, and they went a VAR and they saw it and they redid yeah. it. And it was like two minutes later. Exactly right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just think the screw the missed calls against Minnesota. Yeah. VAR has got to be looked at in the offseason. Yeah. Because there is no consistency whatsoever. And it, this is the perfect example because no. the referee's not going to see handballs all the time. It's, it's a very difficult thing to see. Got a lot of guys out there. Yeah, and on top of that, you're not going to necessarily see if he's pulling his hand away. No. Nope. Because now his hand is out, so I can understand if he's pulling it away. He wasn't, though. Okay. The referee's not going to see that. Yeah. Not all the time. That's what VAR is there for, yep. to see those things. Yep. If we can sit... On a TV screen, what is that? Probably 50 inch? Yeah. 40 like something? Yeah. From 20 feet away, 15 feet away. And we can see on a replay, live even, mm-hmm. that it's a handball, and then see yeah. it very clearly on a replay. Yep. Then VAR, a referee mm-hmm. who's been trained, who has gone from absolutely nothing to a professional referee. Yes, that's right. Watching on a screen that's like two feet away from your face with all the time in the world should be seen. Plain and simple. Plain and simple, yes. And again, I don't know what MLS, how many people they have looking at VAR. I don't know if they've got like, if there's a group of guys in somewhere that, I don't know what what it's like. I'm fairly certain it's just one. But okay, so and the head official will get a buzz down. You would think. I think it works something like that because you see, he has a little radio on his back. He has something in his ear. And exactly. I think he gets a no, he gets notified when there will be a VAR review. So, so there's one for each game. One what? One VAR official. Yeah, for each there's game. there's the there's the four the the referee mm-hmm. the the fourth okay. official the okay. si- sidelines. Yeah. And then the VAR. VAR. Who so wants maybe, to sit up in the press box? So maybe they need two guys up there. Though. Maybe. They need two guys watching everything and, like, going back and forth between them. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, if you got one guy missing stuff like this, I'm sorry. That raises yeah. a lot of questions about how good VAR is. Exactly. And if it's not going to if it's not gonna at least partially solve the problems, then what's the point of having it? And, it has solved some problems, but it hasn't solved all the problems. No, and it's created more. And it's created more. Yeah. And we saw that today. So, 
Um, I guess, boys, any more comments on the last game of the season? I mean, I, I do. We got one more negative, um, kind of late. What was it? In the, well, no, it was just before halftime. Angelo Rodriguez, A-Rod, got hurt. The injury yeah. at the time looked pretty serious. He, yeah. he ended up getting subbed out for Dunlady. Yes. Um, but, yeah, that did not look good. I, yeah, I, I hope was, he's okay. He, he got was hit. up. You could see him walking around a little bit, but that doesn't necessarily mean there's not a significant injury there. He got hit twice on that play. Yeah. He might have he might have avoided say a significant knee injury, but you can't always tell. Yeah. It may be it might end up being a sprained ankle or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but we'll have to we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. And then um, one other positive, unless you want to add to that, but one other positive, I think there was now it's the last game of the year, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Things are gonna change dramatically going into next yeah. year as we already yeah. talked about. But I did think there was uh one pot, another positive, other than the fact that they came back and tied it up, was they showed a little sign of life. I think, in my opinion, with regards to their counterattack, they did. United. Yes, they did. I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. So that That's was good counters. They did, and they. And what was the possession? It was. I've got it. I've got it up here. The possession was actually a little better than our season average. It was. It was forty-seven. Minnesota to 53 uh, Columbus. So a little better than okay. than we usually see. It was a little closer to 50-50. Yep. Um, it comes down to it, though, the, the shots on goal for Columbus it was 19 shots, 6 on target. The Loons had 9 shots total with only 2 on target. So, that, so again, that it's missed opportunities. Again, missed opportunities. Yeah. And, you know, and we saw it several times with the crew just kind of Running through us. Yeah. There, there was one play early on, after I think it was after the break. Yeah. Where, in fact, it might have even resulted in a goal. Um, um where they just kind of ran through the midfield, and yep. here, yep. here Colin Martin is just kind of jogging along. He's jogging, and it, it and it forced Miguel into playing defense. Mm-hmm. Because Eric Miller was pushed far up. You you pointed out that everybody was pushed so far up. Yeah. And Colin Martin is just kind of walking through the midfield. Everybody's passing him. Yep. And here Miguel is charging 100% like he always is. Yep. And he's having to, having to play defense. And it, that's completely inappropriate. Well, and again, we we talked about this before on this podcast, the fact that the defense, it seems like they get guys behind so many times. I, it's just it, it amazes me how many times we get guys behind the defense and just break away and nobody's watching at all. And nobody's watching right. at all. I mean, and we'll talk about this in the uh, second half of this pod, the fact that going to next season, we need to get better defenders. You know, we're going to yeah. need to pick it up, you know, either trades or uh, signings or whatever. We need better defenders on this team. I agree. And, you know, I'm trying to – I'm going through Twitter to see if I can find anything about Angelo. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And it's, I can't find anything. Yeah. So, well, we'll certainly uh, be able to have an update in our next pod, of course. Yeah, maybe we will. by then. We should know by then. I mean, Do it's we? not like they don't have to rule him out for the next game. There's no injury reports now. Right. So no. the information might not come out as quick as it normally yeah, would, yeah, but yeah. certainly you'd think we'd know in a week yeah. or two. Um, so – you guys have nothing else about the game we watched today? No, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, I think that's um, basically a wrap on the 2018 uh, United yeah. season. So we're going to go into break right now. We're going to get another beer. Um, we'll come out of the break. I think we'll talk about 
briefly what the season, I mean, what we saw this season. Um, we have some comments on a, an article about uh, Liga and MLS. Maybe joining forces I don't potentially. Think there's not a plan in place for that. We can talk about it more. I mean, three. I think we should talk about what the implications would be if that happened. Right. Um, and then a little bit about what we should be looking for in the offseason for this team. I mean, what we need to upgrade. I mean, we yeah. talked about the defense, and I think we're going to talk about defense a lot in the offseason. Um, so we're back in a little bit. Uh, we'll grab some beers, and uh, we'll see you in a couple minutes. Back, everybody. We are recording this at Omni Brewing in Maple Grove. Um, you can find us on the BGN network, bgn.fm. Also on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, LucyPodcast.com. LucyPodcast.com. That's our, our, uh, our website name. Um, iTunes. iTunes. Uh, iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Uh, SoundCloud. Pretty much everywhere. Um, Spreaker. Yeah. Yeah. Did, Not, you mention, did you mention Insta? Yeah. In, I mentioned Instagram. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so we're at Omni in Maple Grove. Uh, in the beginning, I did talk about the fact that Dave Sterling and I, our first brewery podcast was from this exact location. Yep. Uh, when we were, uh, didn't really know what we were going to do with the podcast. And uh, after that, it's all kind of exploded. Yeah. You know, we've been at a good time. So we thought it'd be appropriate to watch the final game of this year here and do the final podcast of the season here. Right. We will be doing podcasts in the offseason. Uh, we're not going to stop doing it because I know all of you listen want to listen to our voices all year long. You know, I know you can't go without us for more than two weeks. I know two weeks is a long time for some of these people listen. Yeah. They get a little antsy, you know. It is so a long time. You know, we should we really think about doing this every week during yeah, the Yeah, we should. So it's, we talk about random things. We but. talked about it. Uh, maybe at some point we will. Um, but we're going to do it in the offseason. We will talk, of course, about soccer in the offseason. For the next couple podcasts, we'll be talking about the MLS playoffs, yep. uh, what's going on there. And then when those are done, we'll be talking a little bit, I think, about offseason moves, teams that are doing things, especially United, what they're, going, what they're doing. And maybe some, and or not doing exactly right. Manny Lagos, what's he, what's he not doing? Yeah, yeah. He'll probably go on vacation for a long time and won't do shit. And you know, and we can touch on soccer across the globe. Maybe do a little across the pond, talk about the Premier League. Of course, we do that. And then I think uh, most of our podcast now season will be um, off season stuff, plus just some random stuff, Uh, beer talk, maybe some other sports talk, maybe some random things we see going on in the world. You know. Yeah. Because really, we're only done with the United for uh, four months. Yeah. And then we're back on again. So I mean, 
bear with us through the offseason, but uh, we'll be back talking about uh, United Real Games back in next March. Yeah. And we'll be talking about more beer. Yeah, we'll be talking about more, of course. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, I do want to give a shout-out to our fangirl, <laughs> who is at the Dual Citizen podcast, and we call her fangirl. I should have said fan woman because she is a woman. She was drinking. Um, she did make a uh, comment on our iTunes page. And gave us five stars. And gave us five stars. So if you want to get back to us, you can be, your your name can be, moniker can be number one fangirl, number one uh, lunacy fangirl, maybe, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, number one lunacy fan woman. I, and whenever we get stickers or something. You can have one of those. You can, have, yeah. you can be the first one to have a sticker. If we do t-shirts, you can have a t-shirt too. Yeah. You know, do that. But thank you, thank you for coming out last weekend, even though you didn't know what was going on. Uh, thank you for being there, and uh, it was nice to have somebody that we, who's not a friend or a family member, say they listen to our podcast. Yeah, you know, and we had a few people, or we had one other person mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. night. Um, we did, and it, yeah, you know, it's it's cool to see. You know, at first I was a little skeptical. Yeah, yeah. about exactly how serious uh, mm-hmm. her and. It, the, the guy that he was that she yeah. was with yeah. were about listening to us yeah uh, but the five star review it's fantastic quickly back in the uh, uh, back in history before a long time ago in a land far far away I did a, uh, a sketch comedy show out of Minneapolis on Minneapolis Public Access and I swear that only people who watched it were people who lived in Minneapolis who were my friends or my family right. which wasn't very many at that time. And we've been doing it for about a year, and then somebody came up to us in the street when we were doing it and said, hey, I watch you guys. And it was like the coolest slash weirdest feeling ever because I always thought, nobody watches this sketch comedy crap on Minneapolis Public Access. Sure. Why would you? Yeah. So did it make you kind of feel weird going forward after you heard that? Every well, yeah, and I was like, I'm actually doing a, a sketch comedy for somebody who actually watches us. You're not doing it. It's the same way. I'm like, now I'm doing a podcast for somebody who actually listens to not a friend or family member. Right. So I have to be more professional. Or not. Or not. But, you know, I think it, I agree with you. It, it kind of yeah. adds the, oh, so we're actually, mm-hmm. someone's actually listening to us. You know, yeah, exactly. I, right. Like, I look at the stats every week, and I see where, obviously, people are downloading our yeah, yeah. podcast. But still to actually know for a fact mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. someone is uh, is. It's a weird. It's kind of interesting. It's a weird slash good feeling, right? You know? Because the fact, the fact is, I don't want to listen to me. Yeah, I. I mean, I have to listen to me when we when I do my editing. You have to. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just, you know, it's kind of interesting. It and is. It, yeah. You know, and speaking of which, when I was at Best Buy today, yeah, and I was trying to find a tripod and a, a phone mount for kind of recording us video wise. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, I was talking to the lady that was there. She's helping me. Though I didn't really need a lot of help with a tripod, but um, <laughs> and it, I was trying to explain to her what we were doing, yeah. and it, again she was an older older woman who maybe isn't down with podcasts, and it, she was asking because she didn't understand why anyone would take the time to listen to us <laughs> talk about soccer and beer. Why wouldn't you? When she asked, I was like, well, I mean, I guess I don't know. Yeah. Apparently we say things that 
or at least slightly interesting. Well, I think we're slightly interesting. Well, I mean, the thing is, you got to find what you like. I mean, how many thousands, tens of thousands podcasts are oh, yeah. out there? You just oh, yeah. need to find one that you like, and it, you know, it's a great way to pass the time on of your course. commute or when when you're at work if you have that opportunity. And if but you I, like soccer and you like beer, then you probably like this podcast. But I, yeah. I, I told you guys this before. I, it's not about getting listeners from me. That's that's a cool thing to do. Right. For me, it's just fun. Yeah. Getting out on a Sunday, drinking some good uh, craft beers from Minnesota, and talking about soccer and other sh- stuff that comes up. Yeah. I mean, that's just a good time to me. Yeah. You know? and, and speaking of beer, what, what are you having coming out of the break, Tony? Well, I'm actually doing the, um, what was it, the, uh, what are they called? The uh, Soak 2018, which is their lot, their Rush Hop Ale. Okay, yeah, actually, Again. I had that as part yeah. of my uh, flight. And uh, one the one that I had, the second beer that I had, the first one out of my flight was the Fad, or the it's short for freaking awesome and delicious, and yeah. it's a uh, it, they, it's a New England double IPA, and yeah. uh, it's it's pretty good. In fact, one of one of my ex coworkers who is a listener of this pod, yes. and uh, he he's actually a big fan of Omni. And when I told him we were going to come here and record, he specifically mentioned that Fad, fad and oh, yeah. you got to try it, you got to try it. So yeah, I love it. It was it was a great. You know, and uh, Sterling is doing the hugs. No, what is that one? I'm not. I actually went. Non-alcoholic. What'd you, what? And I'm doing the kombucha. Oh, that's right. They have kombucha here. Yes. And it, uh, it's ginger, raspberry ginger. Nice. And it's, it's. I mean, I like kombucha. It's healthy. What, what um, is kombucha? Is it it's, like a... So it's a fermented tea. Okay. Yeah. But it, it's still, it's still non-alcoholic. It's like a percent, maybe percent yeah. and a half. Yeah. Um, and it, so they just literally put... I mean, it sounds terrible, but it's literally just bacteria that's cultured, mm-hmm. and it ferments the tea underneath it. Yes. And uh, they add flavor. They infuse different flavors in it. So we're not only a soccer and beer podcast, we're now a kombucha podcast. Right. So we got that going for us. Yeah. You know? um, so let's get into what we thought of the season. Just, just briefly, guys, because next podcast in two weeks we're going to talk we're going to have some awards we're going to give out to United players you know best of course MVP LVP I think uh, least valuable player which is easy I mean I'm not going to give it away but I think there's one name that we're going to give to that one yeah I don't think it's going to be too shocking yeah uh, you know uh, best maybe probably best goal but maybe Dave's going to try to Hijack that one. Maybe he's got somebody well, different. Well, I'm I'm probably voting for these awards, and yeah, uh, you know yeah. I'll certainly put my vote in, and I don't know that I, that well, would be my vote. But we'll... uh, it's, you know, there's only one guy who fits in that category. We're not going to say his name, but well, we don't want. Okay, we don't. We don't so we'll spoil have, it. We'll spoil it. L- MVP, LVP, probably best goal. Some other things we're going to come yeah. up with in the next couple weeks here. Um, but I just want to, and we'll talk about the season a bit more in two weeks, but I just want to briefly, from each of you guys, get what you guys thought of the season. And we're going to start with uh, Dave Stevens first. Okay, and I and I, I would say in a couple words, I mean, it's got to be a bit frustrating. Frustrating would be the best adjective I could think of. and Because yeah. it, it, in, a, in, just a, in a broken record kind of way, because mm-hmm. it just seems like we sit here and we talk about the same problems week after week, and and early on in the season, maybe you can understand it with some new personnel and new, new, you know, just 
But I, you just can't describe it. There, there was, the problem is there was just no, not enough improvement, I would say. You yep. only saw flashes flashes of, of brilliance or, or flashes, moments where you thought to yourself, wow, this team's special, they're improving, they're doing something right. But it, 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 you didn't see enough. There was not enough improvement over the course of the season. So, I mean, yes, they had a fairly decent home record, and, and but the away record was awful and mm-hmm. just frustrating. Same frustrating, broken record, not mm-hmm. enough improvement. I don't know. That's my thoughts. All right. Um, throughout well, the whole season, I guess, you know, you kn- I'm always optimistic. You guys know that. I guess... I guess the best part of the season was, as the season went on, I think that built that you can see the buildup. You can see that the attendance was great mm-hmm. the entire year. There was a lot of support for this team, and I think there's a lot of momentum, a lot of excitement going into next year, specifically with regards to Allianz Field. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So I mentioned my cons, but that's my pro is the the okay. buildup, the excitement of the future okay so you hate to say that but when hey when you don't make the playoffs what else can you look forward to but next year not much yeah, yeah. so i guess uh, that's it in a nutshell for me but. dave sterling okay i'm gonna try not to rant okay because i could probably talk another hour if but I really no you, you know Go ahead, maybe. I'm not well, saying Well, no, you have I, to, but I think we're going to do, I think right now yeah. we're going to do a very brief. Okay. Very brief. Uh, in two weeks, we'll get into and, this. And touching back yeah. to that, like you, you mentioned the, the end of the season awards. Well, maybe yeah. there can be a couple awards for this podcast as well. And if we have a, say, rant of the year, maybe we have a chance here in the, in the last. We don't, we don't want Sterling to go on a rant, though, because okay. the way this season wins. I got a feeling in his head he's got things spinning so bad right now. I know. I know I'm trying to like. I want you to take it down to yeah. just a simple level, Sterling. I, just I, a little bit. I, and I guess I gave my kind of thirty thousand feet kind of perspective on yeah, the season. Yeah. It took me a minute to do let's, it. So. Let's do it simply now, okay? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say that I, I put it into one word. Which maybe that's like a hundred thousand feet response, but frustrating. Okay, you know, uh, I was one of those people that paid attention to the fact that they've talked about a three-year plan yep. since 2016. Yep. So I understood that for the most part, and I've I've come to terms for the most part with the fact that you know. Seasons one and two maybe weren't going to be a whole lot of anything. Um, you know, I've never liked Manny Lagos, so having him in the in the front office, I kind of had my expectations. But as a sports fan, you still expect something. And so I, I just put it frustrating. I mean, okay. it's... It's one of those things where you just, yeah, expect something. And we didn't get something. We didn't get anything. Lots of opportunities that never happened. But at the same time, you know, we have three years, and we're only two years into that three years. So for me, it's like I expected something out of it. We haven't gotten what I – I mean, we haven't gotten – really any significant growth from 2017 yep. 
So I'm just frustrated. That's, so, that's okay. so let me ask you this, and you use the word expecting. Um, did you expect the, the Loons to make the playoff this year? I mean, were you surprised um, that they did not? No, I don't think so. I mean... Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, I think I expected us to compete a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And now if this were July... Yeah. That was kind of us. We did. We were competing. Competing. Yeah. Um, and, and in July, we were talking about exactly this day. We were saying, how exciting would it be to be sitting here, you know, preparing to and recording this podcast yep. watch, on decision day yep. with the loons with a chance? Say, so I know we brought it up. We said, well, wouldn't it be great? A must-win game. Yep. Here be, we are. Perfect. How exciting would that be? So, And we didn't get there by and a I, few games. Yeah. thing is, I don't think... If the Loons were in the position to be somewhere on decision day, I don't know if we would have done the podcast here. I'm sure we would have done it at, like, your house, Dave, and we probably would have made a whole day out of it. Sure, yeah. And Johnny would have been there, and it would have been a great party. I don't believe and it, so. Whatever, you know. I think John would have skipped. I don't Well, maybe. Um, but I want to I want to say the same things you guys did. And I'm going to say, for me, it's frust- frustration and disappointment. You know, I wanted to see them. I wanted to see them grow in their second year. I did. I wanted to see them be better in their second year. Um, and we did see a little bit of it, but we didn't see the growth that we wanted to see. Right. You know, I, I just. We talk about the three year plan. Okay? Right. Year one, you suck. Year two, you suck, but we see things happening. Right. Year two, I did not see the things happening that I wanted to see out of this team. Exactly. You know? And, and you know, I try to be positive. Now, I'm not a positive person, so it's, it's difficult for me. But, you know, I look at Darwin Quintero, and that's a positive. Yeah, yeah. I look at Romario Barra. Mm-hmm. I think that's a positive. It is, yeah. I, I look at Francisco Calvo going to left back. Yeah. And that's... A possible positive because he's there because we ran out of people. Yeah. So, had our personnel not been, you know, depleted, would he be there? I don't know. Is that where he wants to be? He doesn't want to be. Okay. No, he doesn't. Now the problem is, is he needs to stop acting like an idiot and realize that's where he. That's where he should be. He's a he's a he's an athlete. I mean, he's a talented athlete. He is. He's too talented to be at center back. But he. And he has to realize he cannot be at center back. Right. He just can't handle it. Right. You know? And and I'm sure we'll... That's a TD. Sorry, everybody. We're watching the Vikings. Too. We're watching the Vikings game here. And uh, the Vikings scored a touchdown. But there's a flag on the play. Amidst a Sorry. massive hold, too. But he Sorry. still managed to catch it. We're not a Vikings podcast. No. but no. And Sterling's, Sterling's a Packer fan anyway, so... So, you know, and you, let's let's get back to soccer. And talking yeah. about the three-year plan, do you think we've done enough through two years? I mean, or are you a bit concerned that there wasn't, like I said, there was a lack of improvement, and so now you're worried, you're worried going into the final year of a three-year plan that and they I'll, haven't done enough to, and I'll, to get and there? We'll go back to the same thing we always talk about. It's the difference between us and Atlanta. Atlanta could go and spend all the money they wanted to, and that's going to bite them in the ass next year, Right. right? They're losing their manager. They're going to lose at least one player, if not possibly two two players, okay? Going to bite them in the ass, okay? So next year, we might see a reason why doing it the loons way 
was the better way to do it. It's possible. Okay. But I don't trust you don't trust Manny Lagos. Nope. I don't trust Manny Lagos. Dave St- Stevens, do you trust Manny Lagos? Not especially, no. No. So to say that they're gonna be great or good next year comes down to a trust issue. And I don't trust Manny Lagos. I don't trust the guy in charge to make those decisions. Yeah, and, just, and no one else does either. No, I mean, I, based on what I've seen. Yeah, I remember when I brought up the fact, well, I mean, let's grade him out. Well, he, he got Darwin Quintero, and I was kind of feeling good about that. And then, But then, David Sterling, you knocked me down pretty quick because you came up with example after example yeah. of, of questionable decisions that he had made. And all those questionable decisions probably to this point outweigh the positive. And that, that is the problem. And, again, if you're going to do a three-year plan, okay? A three-year plan. You better be very trustworthy of the guy in charge of right. getting those players. And you can tell by the the, fan, the fans that we have around us, they, yeah. they agree with you, Tony. Yeah. They, have, they and, applauded and your comment. Again, and so you're going into year three, the offseason of year two to year three, right? I mean... Do you trust them? No. No, you don't trust them. So should I be excited about going into year three? No. No. But but, But you should. Yes, you should. And the bailout. I should, but I'm not. The the ownership, the GM, everybody has a bailout for year three because it's their brand new Allianz field. And and yeah, maybe they should, but it's going to come quickly. You know, the reckoning day is going to come quickly. At the end of year three... They need to prove it. They need but, to, the results need to be there okay. by the end of next year. So we're going to Allianz Stadium, okay? So now the ownership should be making some money, right? Right. So then maybe Manny Lagos has some more cash to spend, right? Okay. Can he do it? Can he take the extra money? And go out and get what we need. So, Darwin says yes. Yeah. Okay. Romario says maybe. Yeah. Angelo Rodriguez says maybe. Okay. He's trending up, I would say. Uh, Demidov, Lampson, Johan Venegas. Yeah. Um, let's see, uh, Alexi Gomez. Uh, let's no, we're done. I mean, I could go on, but, but they all say no. But here's here's my concern, okay? And I'm gonna bring up a really weird, um, Els Bosch, a really weird analogy, okay? Let's say you have a lady who has to go grocery shopping every day for her family, okay? And she makes a certain amount of money, okay? okay? So she has things that she can buy, things that she cannot buy. She can buy lower shelf, maybe a little medium shelf stuff. Sure. And then all of a sudden, the husband wins the lottery, okay? Sure. So now she can buy top shelf stuff. Does she know enough about the top shelf stuff to buy the best top shelf stuff? Does Manny Lagos know enough to buy the top shelf stuff. My answer to that is I don't think he does. 
I don't. I'm, I don't think he does either. I mean, it's kind of like being that John. Or, I'm going to use John because yeah. he said that he dove into the whiskey. Yes, last night. Yes. So I'm assuming he's not a whiskey guy. No, he's not. No. So at all, it would be kind of like giving John. Fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. To go to the liquor store. Yeah. And buy good whiskey. Does he know? He doesn't know it. So now, for well, me, you give me fifteen hundred dollars to go to the liquor store and buy really good whiskey. Yeah. You're gonna get some damn good whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? And I, a lot of it because I know what to find. Poppy Van not, Winkle. I, what? Van Winkle. Oh, that'd be nice. I'm gonna tell you what though. I, I think but that's that, a little expensive. That might be a bad reference because I, I think it's it's easy to go into a liquor store and buy good whiskey with fifteen hundred dollars. You oh. just go look for the fanciest bottle. But if bottle. you don't but, know, but that's not true. You just buy the fanciest because bottle. Because no. there there is no. some or whiskey. maybe not the fanciest, but the coolest bottle. <laughs> the one that looks cool, the right? The one Dave? that looks the best. <laughs> so, obviously I mean, the I best. I can think of I can think of about three or four whiskeys that are only about thirty bucks. Yeah. That are better than a number that are oh, yeah, yeah. like sixty. Maybe even seventy, and that's that's the problem here. Is if we get money, can Manny buy those bigger players? No. And does he know how to? He doesn't. I don't think he does. And it, I think I think Angelo Rodriguez, as much as we he hasn't got a fair shake yet. Yeah. I think he could be an example of what we're talking about mm-hmm. because Manny can spend money. Yeah. But I don't think he can spend it wisely. Yeah. And that's that's the big concern for me. It's right now you're spending money in a medium range, and there's certain players you can get. And he, again, hit the jackpot with Darwin. He right. hit the freaking jackpot with Darwin. Yeah. And maybe he did with you know uh, Abara, and maybe a little bit with Rodriguez. Yep. Maybe we don't know. But he hit the jackpot with Darwin. And my concern is. Can he spend in that upper level, or does he try to pull another Darwin out of his hand? That's another concern I have. Is right. you did great with Darwin in a mid-level type of range. Are you going to keep going back to that well again? Are you going to try to say, well, we could do? The Twins did this for Twins have done this yeah. for years. The Twins will always go out and buy pitchers who are innings eaters in the offseason right. and think they can turn it around. And it's happened like out of out of ten times they've done it. It's happened once that's been actually good, but they keep they kept going back to it, kept going back to it, kept going back. At some point, you've got to say, "We're not going to do this anymore. We're going right. to go for the big, the big dollar amount." Yeah, and right. it, I mean, and you hope they get this right because I mean, the MLS I think kind of like maybe the NHL and for different reasons the NFL. It's a league where young teams can be set up for success right now. Of course they can. It. And so course, if they make yeah. the right decisions, they get the right players in. Look at, look at they, can, they can have the opportunity to get a championship for this state. And then imagine if they did that. I know John loved to talk about what if, or he thinks that MLS, the Loons are going to win a MLS Cup before the Vikings ever won a Super Bowl. And what if that happened? That would be amazing for the state. And, oh, yeah. And it's, it's not... Well, like we're, it's not like that's our wildest dreams. That's a possibility. It's it possible. could happen because it, the the way the league's set up, it's very competitive. We talked MLS. Atlanta did that. Yep. And we talked, we go to NHL, Las Vegas, Dave. I mean, Las yep. Vegas last year did the exact same thing. First year, they were in the playoffs. 
They ma- where did they make it? To? Were they in the Western they were, Conference? No, they, they were in they the, were the Stanley, Stanley Cup They Stanley Cup. They lost. Yeah. They lost, yeah. yeah. You can do that nowadays. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't back in the day. No. But now you can. And, and like baseball, you know, you, you, it's very hard for baseball. Oh, baseball and football, I think, is a little... Football's different, but, yeah. but you with the way that football is set up with the salary cap, the yeah. salary cap that they have in, in NFL, is it makes it very competitive. Plus, the, the rookies... That's why the draft is so big. That's why yeah. it's televised over the course of three days and people watch it. But, but no, for different reasons, MLS is set up for a win-now kind of league. And if you don't win now, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're in year two or year 20, you, you got issues. Right. Well, we'll get, we'll get more into this in two weeks on our next podcast. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, there was an article a couple weeks ago about uh, Liga MX. MX and MLS joining forces. Yeah, you know, and the article, everything I've read about this yeah. has been really cryptic. Well, yeah. it is cryptic, and there's no, oh, they would be combined and be a North American Super League or whatever you want to so, call it. Would what, it be that simple? I don't know. They haven't really laid out what their plan would be. My question is, because it's been so, and I've read the same things, it's been cryptic. Very, You don't find any details on it whatsoever. Right. My question is, if the reason why it's cryptic is because behind the scenes, they're making some sort of deals that are gonna. It's gonna blow it up. I mean, right. and we talked about this before. If those two leagues combine, they made like a North American Super League. Okay. Unbelievable. Like the amount of fans and the amount of differences. Oh yeah. We'd have relegation. We'd have to. We'd have. We'd have to have a salary cap. You know. I yeah. mean, it would be crazy. You yeah. know, and I, I think both both leagues would benefit immensely. Yeah. I mean, Liga MX already has a pretty good foothold in the U.S. Mm-hmm. because of the obviously because of the Mexican immigrant population. Uh, but you know, I think they'd want more. Yeah. And, then, and it, Major League Soccer is. Actually, gaining some momentum in uh, you know south of the border. I don't, I don't know how much from Mexico to Latin America, but you know I, I think that would be massive for MLS. The the competition would be significant because yeah. the top few leagues or top few teams in Liga MX are fantastic, mm-hmm. and it it's it's such a natural area of competition. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, the, the Champions League tends to end up being MLS, Liga MX. Yep. yep. And MLS keeps being told, well, we're not good enough because we can't beat Liga MX. Yep. And, it, you know, there are there are variables to consider for why that's the case. But even then, I don't think it's a good judge. If you go to Europe, just because Real Madrid or Barcelona beat up on the England teams every year in the Champions League doesn't mean that La Liga is better than EPL because it's not no it's not but it's still one of those things that with the competition that we have between the US and Mexico especially on a national league scale yeah uh, or national team scale I think it would be incredible to harness all of that and help these teams kind of go at each other more often I just think it would make it better yeah, I got a couple things, and like actually, I, I mean, I was when I got my last beer, I was talking with a bartender, and I was talk, we were talking about soccer a little bit, and one of the things he talked about with, with regards to MLS and 
American soccer is that, you know, he brought up the relegation word, and I know we've thought about it and talked about it. A lot of people would like it. I'm not going to deny that. It's not a possibility now or in the near future, but if there was some kind of combination in a North American league with Liga MX and the MLS, that there'd, might become a possibility. There, there, yeah. No, there would have to be. I mean, yeah. if you combine Liga MX and MLS, yeah. you have to have relegation. You have to. Because like, how many... How many... How many... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we have dogs in the brewery. Right uh, how many teams are in the Liga MX? I, I think the first division, I don't even know. I think it's 18. Yeah. I could so, be wrong about that. And in MLS, we've got 20. Uh, right now, it's 23. 23, yeah. It will be 24 next year. So you can't have that many teams in one league. No. You have to do yeah. relegation. And it, and reality is, I mean, think about the travel. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine being... Imagine being Montreal, having to travel to Mexico City. I mean, uh, it would be insane. Yeah. So yeah, you would have to have relegation. You have yeah, to have relegation, and that's I think it's a big thing for us to do because I believe I I seriously believe when this whole thing came up, MLS wants to compete with the European leagues, right? They want to compete as Bundesliga champions, uh, you know, Serie A, all those leagues. They want to compete with all of them. Yeah. They can't right now because there's no relegation. And MLS as a whole will never be allowed to have relegation. There, there's no way they could. Right. I mean, with the closed yeah. system, it'd be very difficult. So, But combining with Liga MX... There you go. You fixed that problem right there. Yeah. And I just, yeah, a couple things. And it wasn't this article. I think the article you're referring that we're referring to came out like maybe a month ago, I want to say. But then yeah. recently I saw something that my guy Landon Donovan made a few comments about. And he's, of course, a player that spent years in the MLS yeah, did, yeah, and yeah. in the Premier League in, the Premier League, in, yeah. in England. But he also spent time his last year actually with... Uh, Club uh, Lyon with Liga MX, and he made a couple comments, and he just said, "I'll paraphrase here," but he basically said it was it was logical, and it seemed like it'd be a good good decision for him. And he saw it, if he sees it as you know, if if this part of the world, the United States, North America, if they want to compete with Europe and South America as far as talent and building a better league, yeah, you know, combining the two would do that. It would help do that. Great idea. It's um, a great idea. And then the other thing that it was just a little blurb that I saw on ESPN Plus, I think it was, but um, just. The other thing I noticed, and it was interesting, and one of the one of the I, I'm not sure if he's a coach or or in the front office of a Mexican top flight division, but uh, somebody made the comment down there that you know North a North American league could be a possibility and would serve as a legacy to the 2026 World Cup that will be co-hosted by exactly, U.S., Mexico, exactly and Canada. Right. So if you could get that started prior to that World Cup, that is a, that is huge. actually a that's Dave, I'm glad I brought you up, that you brought that up, because that's a huge deal, too. If these leagues got together before the World Cup, that gets joined together, you know, that's a that's a big thing. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah. The reason why, and we, both, we all know this, the reason why we have MLS now is because we were told we had to have MLS right. to have a World Cup here, okay? We're doing a World Cup in, what, 2026? 2026, yep. We combine leagues by then? That shows we're on the the world map. Right now, we're we're second tier in the world map. Let's right. be honest here. 
Oh, yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, if not third. We're, we're not a retirement league anymore, but... We're I mean, not, but we're, but it's we're second a second tier. tier. Sure, sure. Where we're got, we're, guys go here to end their careers. We're not quite that anymore. I mean, they do, but Zalt, we're not just that. Zoltan and whatever it's freaking... I don't See, now you're, now you're Zalt, saying I don't it completely. Care. I don't care anymore. Uh, but uh, Pirlo came over here from Italy when he was in last legs. Uh, what was the other... Who played with New York with uh, Pirlo? Was, uh, Thierry. Uh, Lampard. Lampard. They you were Ashley Cole in L.A. They were done. They yeah. were... Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard, yep. Yeah. Um, and now we have... D.C. United has... Uh, Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. Beck, Dave and Beckham at the end Beckham, of his career. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, Beckham went back to... He did. Sure. He did. True. Yeah. True. But I'm saying is like we're we are the retirement league of yeah. European league. So to combine leagues, I mean, let me ask both you guys individually. Stevens, you're first. Okay. If Liga MX and MLS combine, would you be more excited about, about soccer in the United States? Uh, quick answer is yes. Very okay. much more excited. All right. I, I, the, my only concern when they start talking, when they start going down this road, is it just yeah. seems like logistically it would be a nightmare. And of like course, David yep. already brought yep. up the travel. Yep. That's just yeah, one thing. But scheduling and the, mm-hmm. how the season would work out. I think there's a lot of, I have a lot of questions, a ton of questions. How could this possibly work? But yeah, I mean, to answer your question, yes, I would be more excited if somehow they figured out mm-hmm. something that would work. Yeah, it'd be great. Okay. Sterling, excited or not? Uh, I don't know that I'd be more excited. I mean, I I've become I've become more excited about Major League Soccer just with the loons coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it would be it would definitely be more interesting. Yeah, let's let's play the game. Of course, let's yeah. play the game. They get they combine. We have relegation. Okay. So not only are we talking about playoffs for the Loons, we're talking about relegation up and down. That makes it a bit more exciting for the team's lower division of yeah. the MLS. Yeah, I mean, I it, I would be for it. Yeah. I, I don't know that... Yeah, I don't know that my excitement level changes too much, but I would certainly be for it. So I think, just to get back into this whole conversation, I think... League MX and MLS joining forces and doing whole relegation and whatever combining leagues. That's kind of the the big dream for a lot of us. I, I think it could be, yeah. The shorter term, well, the how would I put it? Um, not as exciting, and we talked about this before, is there's joining forces that have some sort of cup type of thing. Well, right. yeah, and it's good that you bring up short-term, but just to mm-hmm. add to what you were saying, so earlier this year, and I didn't realize this until I started getting into this topic and doing a little bit of research, but, it, you know, earlier this year, actually, the MLS and Liga MX, they launched, they did launch a partnership, and I didn't yeah. realize this, so what it is, basically, is it's, they call it the uh, Campiones Cup, Okay. and that's where it would be a match between the winners of each league. Okay. Right. So they did get that in place, and I didn't realize that. But if that's the only thing that happens, that's that's low. That's low tier. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's I, just like whatever. That's actually that's you know what that is. That's who gives a shit. Right. You know, 
great. Well, You're gonna have a well, cut between top team and top. Well, team. my first thought, my first thought, well, isn't that already kind of like the uh, the Champions League? Pretty much, yeah. Um, I didn't. Well, yeah, you're right because it's I mean, it's generally MLS yeah. and League MX anyway. This so. is, yeah, I guess, exactly this right. is one match between the winners. It's not a league. It's not a. It's not a. You know, it's not a no, playoff. No, it's no, not a system like that. It's just one match. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like, but it's yeah, a sign. It's a. I guess if you're an optimist, if this is what you want, if you want this, you know, partnership, this it's a stepping stone. I guess. Yeah. It's in, and they. But I think Liga MX and MLS already have kind of a... They already are... They're getting there. Yeah. But to join forces would be a huge... I think it would be too. Momentous step in another direction. Right. That I don't think we can all... Three of us here can't comprehend yet. Because it would right. be like... It'd be mind-blowing. Yeah. It, it'd be interesting it would, to see how it works. It would change both leagues in yeah. extreme. And... Potentially in a very good way. Yeah. But are these two leagues bold enough to go for it? Do they have the balls to do it? It's a business. It's a at the end of the day, it's a business decision. Right. I mean, you have a lot of things that you have to consider. I mean, you have a closed system in Major League Soccer. Yeah. So they have the owners have to be willing to open. Or the owners in Liga MX have to be willing to close. Yeah, that's right. Um, what does that mean? I mean, you're obviously going to have enough teams for two two leagues. Mm-hmm. So you're still going to have promotion relegation uh, for Liga MX. Mm-hmm. You're going to have owners in the U.S. that are going to have to buy into promotion relegation. That's correct. Um, that's a tough you sale. Know, what is that going to mean? With tough so many sell. Americans not, like casual fans, not familiar with the idea... Yeah. All of a sudden, their team drops to second division. What does that mean? And but you know, okay. Let me let's go back to that though. You have fans in America who aren't used to that, right? But they should. Be. Yeah, and I don't think I, I think it's a tougher sell not to the fans. And yes, there will be fans that would be against it. But I think you talk to a lot of people, and they might be for it, especially soccer fans. Maybe not so much the casual fans, like you said, Dave. But I think it's a tougher sell to the ownership. Of an American yeah. sports team that all of a sudden you're telling them you, you there's a possibility you could get relegated out of the top-level MLS. And here's yeah. what that means. That means, yeah. you know what it means? It means a significant loss Drop. of revenue. Yeah. But Because you aren't getting the top TV, you know, packages and, and all those. Same, but the same token, Dave. I mean, yes, it's a loss of revenue. Yeah. But that says to those owners, says, I got to do more next year to get my team even better. You know what I mean? It gets your spending up. Teams in England do this all the time. Yeah. They want to get out of relegation. They spend more. They do more. Well, it makes it tougher. See, and what you'll see in England and other countries that do relegation is you would assume, or at least I did, when I first got into soccer in the early 2000s, I started traveling over to Europe. I assumed that, oh, I just, I was, because I was talking to, you know, the, you know, people over there about it specifically. I said, 
Mm. Yeah, well, that's 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 terrible to be relegated. But I mean, you'll, they'll be back next year. They'll just. Yeah, they'll, yeah, yeah. But no, it doesn't necessarily work like that because you have to. You have because of the loss of revenues. You have to unload some of your top players. Your top yeah. players go up to back up to the premier division, sure, the sure. top yeah, you, level. And then, so that's what I was told: is it you don't necessarily get right back up the next year. You can spend long periods of times down in that lower level, or, and you can, you'll see them drop even to the third level. But I, I do believe, if these team, if these leagues were combined at this point, for a long, for a while, you would have enough revenue from both leagues. Those teams have enough revenue to be jumping up and down a lot. Well, and I think that there's a there's something to be said about the fact that it will be it'll be two top divisions. Yeah. So even though you're creating a second division, you're not everyone really. still kind of looks at those teams as being top divisions. Maybe. Yeah. I, so and you know what? There's some balance in Maybe. You know, they might do it. Who knows what they might do because this is the I don't I don't think there's this has ever happened before. Has it? No. No. Two countries combining? I'd argue potentially that FIFA wouldn't allow it. You think so? Because it would be two separate countries joining a league together. I don't know if it would be. I don't know. What I'm saying is, never happened before. So they can make yeah. their own, they can make their own rules. Yeah. They could decide. Hey, if you're the top ranked team in the lower division, they would make a. Maybe an end of the year after the cups are over, playoff type of deal. If you win the game against the top team, you get rugged. Sure. They could make they could make their own rules. They could do they different could. things. You know. Yeah, I, I think it's the ultimate kind of at, at least the way we look at it now. Who knows what it might look like if it ever happened? Yeah. But I think it's the ultimate kind of risk versus reward. All right. Um, so enough about relegation, boys. Let's, I guess, we should probably end this up quickly, because we've been on for almost two hours now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the Vikings game is on. So, um, I do want to say... Yeah, do we have other things that we wanted to address? I don't, I think I was, I think I'm good. I mean, we should mention that, well, I think we did kind of mention it. You know, Atlanta's losing Tata. Yeah, he is. Big news. Going to, uh... Probably the Mexico National. They Mexico haven't made Nationals. that announcement right. yet, though. They will, though. It's a little bit too coincidental that the rumors started and he's leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, actually, we mentioned the post-game atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, we did not mention the fact that we got to see the Allianz Field lights. Oh, yes, yeah, that was yeah, in my notes, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they had, I think, was it during the fireworks or just yeah, just before during. the fireworks? Yeah. They actually put it, they lit up Allianz Field. I mean, I know they've done it before from yeah, yeah. a testing standpoint, but they put yeah. it on the big screen oh, at yeah. TSCF Bank. And, and they changed the colors. Yeah, nice. and, it, and they nice. had kind of, they must have had some drones flying over, yeah. flying by the stadium, and it was, it was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, and we were talking about how, well, one, we couldn't see the fireworks from where we were. Yeah. yeah, but it was like we were saying. Well, actually, this is kind of maybe cooler than seeing the fireworks. I, yeah. I definitely made that comment. I'm like, this is this. Even if I could see the whole firework display, like that was cooler than watching fireworks for sure. And uh, I will say this: guaranteed, the three of us will be at the first game at Allianz Field. Yeah, uh, I know Johnny's going with you. One of your tickets, Johnny's had. That hasn't been uh, that hasn't been guaranteed yet. I think I'll be back in Argentina. Sorry. 
What? I honestly, I have no idea. I, Come on, I can't. I can't it's like we don't it. even know when it is. We don't even know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, Johnny already says he's guaranteed. He's going to in the. Yeah, this is what he says. Yeah. I see. I personally believe it should be, it should be a podcast game. There's, there's a. Oh. Sorry. But I, I mean. It doesn't happen because Dave and I are talking about us. And what do you mean by a podcast? Like a podcast game? You want to do a, a podcast? But I think the three of us should all be there. Oh right, right. Oh, sitting yeah. next to each other. Yes. And you brought up a good point. I think at the game we haven't had a yeah, we podcast game. We've been yeah. there's been games where we've all been at the game, yeah. but there hasn't been a game where we all sat next to each other. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So I think I, I I think it should be a podcast. If Johnny wants to go. And he's concerned about it. Dave and I already talked about this. We were going to buy tickets anyways. So, I mean, we could buy Johnny's ticket for him, right? It's good. I I don't see why not. We'll make it happen. We can make it happen if he wants to go. We have to do that. It'd it'd be a good thing to discuss. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, So, Allianz Field next year, guys. The grass is in. The grass is in, yep. The lights are on. The grass is in. Um, All we gotta do is turn on the taps for all the breweries. Right. Um, I, I got nothing else on my notes. Yeah, no, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Once again, I want to congratulate Dave Sterling on the birth of his child. Thank you, Oliver Thomas, and your wife Sarah. That's true. She did uh, most of the work. She did most of the work. You did a little bit. A little bit. About nine months ago, you did a little bit. A little bit. And then she did the rest. About ten seconds. That's <laughs> that's that. And on that it's, note, it's kids. Their kids listen to this podcast. They um, probably you think so, Tony? Stop. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Um, but again, I want to thank Omni Brewing for letting us come here and watch the game. Yeah, thank you. And doing the podcast here again. Uh, we we're again. We were back in March. We were here. It was snowing. It was cold. We were, we were talking about. We were talking about going to the game that week. Yeah, yeah. With the uh, with the snowsuits on. Yeah, I, w- I was not here, of course. You weren't yeah. here. In yeah. fact, this is my only second visit. I hope to come yeah. back many more times. But. Yeah, we'll come back here. Um, but like I said, uh, when we get in the off season, we'll be talking about uh, off season news stuff. We're talking about random stuff. We will be at a lot. We will be at breweries. Oh yeah, a lot. We plan on going back to Allo. We plan on going back to Invictus. We definitely plan on going back to Dual Citizen. Yep. I mean, they were fantastic. Uh, Max Filter, fantastic guy. We're going to try to get some more. Uh, Looping in, Agar up in Elk River. There's more breweries in Minneapolis we want to hit up. So we're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep going at these breweries. So. Um, yeah, if there's one reason to be excited about the offseason, I think it's that. That's the breweries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Um, but I guess... That wraps up the season of the loons. So yeah, it is fitting that we're recording on the last match day of the year. The season is. is over. For us. Yeah. Thirty-four it's weeks in the books. Thirty-four weeks in the books, guys. Amazing how time flies. <laughs> time flies when you're talking shit about the Minnesota United. But yep. season's over, but at least this podcast is. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, so my for myself, Tony Permanenzi, Dave Stevens, Dave Sterling. Saying goodbye from Army Brewing. Good night.
It's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or calls.com for details.